Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi to all you loving beings. Thank you so much for being here today. And I have a beautiful guest that I will share today. And first, I want to just mention that in August, me and the, my previous guest, Sandra Ray, will be hosting a beautiful Lionsgate portal and Leo New Moon activation online because it's a beautiful uh, time of year then when, when Sirius is aligning with Earth and there's this beautiful cosmic energy coming down and it's especially powerful now that it's going to be connected with the new moon and this is a really a time of rebirth and new beginnings and also consciousness upgrades it's a cosmic doorway we're gonna upload our consciousness awareness and it's a beautiful healing time and it was very much a big part of the ancient egyptian practices since also the pyramids are aligned with Sirius. So if you want to read more about this, I've added the link in the show notes here and you can check it out. And if you have any questions, you can contact me or Sandra to get some more insights. And I'm so excited to share this week's episode guest, Mia Love. I love the name. She's an educator, entrepreneur and financial wellness advisor. And she's been working with everything that has to do with the mindset of just worthiness and she's also passionate about educating healing and teaching others she's been working also with her ancestral wisdom in her own business and in this episode we talk about healing ancestral wounds she talks about her background and how we can also just have this beautiful ancestral wisdom and guidance come through us so we are actually also our ancestors in a physical form and how important it is to also connect with earth and creating a loving career so I hope you enjoyed this week's episode it's really interesting and so important right now wherever we're from or wherever we live to acknowledge and honor our ancestral wisdom and i also want to thank my show partners ace of air and they're a newly launched beauty and wellness brand committed to products that put people and planet above all their line of clean vegan and cruelty free skin care and supplements have been synergistically formulated at the intersection of herbalist wisdom and modern science focusing on rituals that work from the inside out. 
They're inspired by Mother Nature's ability to create abundance without waste. And it is the only and first beauty and wellness brand designed to be entirely circular and fully zero waste. So if you want to make a change, if you want to be part of this conscious movement, you can explore aceaware.com and also aceaware on Instagram to learn more and see how you can support this very sustainable circular form of creating products that are also connected with the cycles of the earth and how we won't be creating more waste through the products that we use. I love them, check them out and enjoy this week's episode. Hi Mia, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I am happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk to you today and I would love it if you could share a meditation or mindfulness practice that you have that you practice on a daily basis with the listeners. Absolutely. You know, when I wake in the morning, we're often tuned to check our cell phones, check all of our devices and things like that. But I really make it a practice to ensure before I do that, I do breath work. So I make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm conscious of my heart rhythms and conscious of my breath. And I actually just thank my body for the movement that I will be blessed with. I am going in and thanking my brain, thanking my heart, thanking my lungs and just go down my body and almost like scan my body and thank each one of my limbs for the movement that we're getting ready to get into. And then once I've done that, then I begin my day. And as soon as I rise, I stretch and do a little bit more mindfulness breathing before I reach for the devices and see what's going on in the world. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And it's, it's such a powerful embodiment practice to do that as we go from the sleep, like the dream and the deep sleep state, which is more astral and connecting with with the highest consciousness and then waking up and coming back to the body. I think that's a really nice practice to have anything that has to do with connecting with the body, the breath, really grounding back down every morning. Otherwise, it's really hard to, to start the day with, with a sense of, yeah, just ease and, and, and embodiment. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I'm so excited to talk to you today. I think that you have such a beautiful background and story. And maybe you want to start with introducing yourselves to the listeners first. Absolutely. And, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And again, congratulations on the release of your book. There's such important information that you have to share. So people Thank being way is wonderful. Uh, my name is Mia Love and I am a holistic mindset strategist. And what that means is that I work with individuals to get to the root of what triggers are occurring in their life as it relates to finance. However, I am a Reiki 3 practitioner and prana and energetic healer. So it's not just a surface level of looking at what happened to you financially or what your goals are financially. It's really looking at what life circumstances have gotten you to the place that you're in 
and looking at how best to be able to correct any mistakes that happened in the past, but make sure that you are on the path to 360 degrees of wellness. So it's not just the financial wellness, it is the physical wellness, it is the spiritual slash mental wellness, as well as the financial wellness. So I'm an advocate for all of that. And that's the basis of my practice of real freedom with love. That's so beautiful. And I'm really curious how you, how did you start uh, to get into the work of healing? Maybe you had your own story in that and how, because Reiki is also really, which I also practice, is a really um, a healing modality that almost invites you in. So it's something that, that really usually comes to you. So how did that start for you? You know, you're absolutely right. I did have my own journey. I found myself in not the best place financially. I was making a good salary, but I was not making good decisions with my money. And so I found myself in a position where I needed to get some assistance with that coming from a tax lien and a wage garnishment. It wasn't, again, the amount of money I was making. It was the amount of money that I was keeping. And I realized that I did not have good mindfulness practices. And while I wasn't operating in my mind from a place of lack, I knew that there was something there that was triggering me to not take the responsibility that I needed to do with money as a resource. And I wasn't respecting the energy around my money. And so once I realized first that money is energy and that there are specific mindfulness practices that you need to be cognizant of as you move through life, I was able to redirect my focus. And I found that obviously I'm not the only person that has this issue because at you know my university, there was an entire department dedicated to letting me know that I was in this trouble. So I knew there were others that needed this type of help as well. And that's when I set out on the journey to be able to help others. Mm, that's beautiful. And on this healing journey, how did you start working with these energies and also maybe how was that something natural for you was it something that you've had all your life to work on the energetic level or was that something that grew later on in life well I believe that it's something I know that it's something that I've always had as a part of me it's just a part that I did not cultivate and once I made the connection and realized that I did have a deep spiritual connection and I do have the ability to do this energy work and really go deep with individuals on beyond an empathetic level, but to really be able to guide individuals through meditation and Reiki and things like that, I found that I had been holding space for people for a long time and really in an intercessory type way, helping people through trauma. And so that comes from you know, my ancestral ties and from the things that have been experienced by individuals within my family, but it was buried within me because I wasn't operating from a place of truth. So when I found the opportunity to unlock that door or to open that gift, I knew that I had to share it with the world. Mm. That is so beautiful. And I think that it's um, where we come into this uh, discovery of how our ancestors have been living and been practicing and 
the whole concept of natural healing and and being connected to the earth and being connected to everything i think that that is so beautiful when it comes up and usually it's it's really um a practice and a path of going in deeper within yourself things happen and and we we experience things in life that almost pushes us into that so i think it's really interesting maybe you can uh, talk about your ancestry and what those roots are absolutely well my paternal ancestry is from the bahamas a small island in the bahamas called eleuthera and so with that you know there are a lot of practices that we've been able to have the advantage to learn and to be a part of while my parents raised us in the United States, we always stayed close to the morals and values that were ingrained in us from our ancestors. And being close to my grandparents helped guide that. Uh, The value system that my father instilled in us has always been family first, you know, looking into a place of gratitude, but also connecting with the earth, connecting with water, because there's a lot of uh, fishing and seafood and things like that that goes on. And while we thought it was really just a meal being prepared, it was really that connection to tending to what is there and what is natural and what is so prevalent in the Bahamas being that you are on an island. And my grandfather worked in landscaping. And so that connection with the earth has always been there as well. My father's always had and still has a, you know, a very beautiful garden with lemons and figs and all types of things that you can imagine there. With my maternal side of the family, they had a farm and still have a lot of land that is maintained in the South Carolina area. And being that my mother spent her summers in that area, she again also knew the value of family and the value of growing food and, you know, raising animals and things like that. And having that specific respect for life and how it can be in what seems to be a humble beginning, but uh, also having connection to the vast land and really the richness in what you have from that aspect, as opposed to richness and what you have from a monetary aspect. So that's always been incredibly important as well as spiritual grounding, you know, a respect for God and universe have always been really prominent in my family as well. So mindfulness and prayerfulness are parts of all of that, that keep us tied to our ancestral beginnings. Thank you for sharing. And I'm also thinking about this as a, it's almost like living in in two worlds because uh, the society we live in has a different perspective on how life should look and what health is and what happiness is. And then you have this more rooted um, and indigenous uh, cultures who are uh, living in the way like how uh, humans used to and being so connected I'm wondering if that how that was to grow up in these two different worlds as well The funny part about it is I didn't realize that I was growing up in a different world. I knew that we didn't have the attachments to 
television and things like that, it was always music that was prevalent in our house. We didn't, you know, eat a lot of sugary cereals and things like that. And I thought it was just coming from a place of my parents wanting to provide structure. As I became older, I realized that what they were doing was allowing us to not have this dependence on things that society puts value on, but to have dependence on things that are not only fortifying for your body, but fortifying for your mind and fortifying for your spirit as well. So as I got older and I hear people that I'm friends and associates with talking about their life's experiences while they bring a lot of joy to them. I'm so grateful and thankful that we had this really base level connection on a day-to-day basis without some of the distractions that may have taken away from that and that we really stayed tied to, like you said, you know, the, the things that made my parents who they were and that made their parents who they were and that sort of indigenous lifestyle so that while we are here in California, our mind, body, soul, spirit is still continuously tied to that, which makes us truly who we are. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And, and I'm also, so a topic that is very uh, important and that has been brought up a lot uh, is also working with ancestral wounds and healing because usually when we're called into healing work it's also somehow it's usually not many in the same lineage that are doing that exact same work and maybe we are the only one in our family who does that specific work as 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 healers or as just um yeah connected to energy and something higher and i'm wondering if that has been a part of your journey to heal and to also connect with your ancestors on a spiritual level like that absolutely and you are so correct that you know oftentimes there is a generational tie there that may not seem obvious And that may not be something that is um, celebrated and talked about because sometimes people don't recognize it to be something that's rare air. They recognize it to be something that, oh, that was something that was done in the old days or something that was done in the past. When in fact, those strong ties that we have to ancestral wisdom and to just the ancestral knowledge that we have will resonate in certain generations in your family. And so I'm so blessed and grateful to be a part of that lineage. I know that, you know, my, my ancestors as close as my grandmother and great grandmother and things like that were people that others came to for knowledge and wisdom and healing. And so I'm glad that those tenants live in and through me. And that allows me the opportunity to keep my heart and mind and spirit open to be able to share those gifts with others. Mm. And In your work, um, how do you practically work with this ancestral wisdom to, because even in the tangible uh, sense and the things that we're working with are more physical, like our careers and, and yeah, just being this physical person in this life, how do you... um, bring that in maybe in in your coaching but also when you're guiding others and and working with your own business how do you bring that wisdom in 
So generally speaking, when I'm starting any session, I start with the mindfulness breathing exercise and I truly ask the ancestors to be present in that session. I ask that ancestral wisdom guide me, that spirit and knowledge, you know, in the universe and God guide the direction that I'm going so that it's not me being present in that session, that it is truly just the manifestation of the knowledge and wisdom and healing that needs to occur for the individual or individuals on the other side of that, that I'm truly holding space for them and being a conduit for healing to come in and allow them to get what they need from that session. And sometimes it's taking things away and sometimes it's depositing a litany of something that is no longer needed for someone. So I'm really, really intentional about asking the ancestors to come in and guide that session. And I really work to be obedient to the voice of the ancestors and to be obedient to the spirituality that guides me to the work that I'm able to do because as healers, we have to ensure that we stay grounded and that we stay conscious and cognizant of the audience or the individuals that we are assisting so that we can truly continue to be the person that we are called to be in that space. Mm. Yeah, that's so powerful to, to uh, be guided and let yourself be guided and held and supported by these uh, ancestral energies and by everything around us because then we're also working with this support and not feeling like we're doing everything on our own it's it's so powerful to uh, connect with that remembrance and to also remember things that are in our dna and and how things have been done before and and to have that energy and maybe there's also listeners that have not connected with this part maybe they're curious to connect with their ancestral wisdom and also healing do you have any tips or tools how to start with that Initially, I think it is just a mindfulness of the knowledge that you have the desire to connect or that you know that there is more there for you. So once you set your intentions and once you say, I'm so grateful and thankful for the opportunity to connect with my ancestral wisdom, I'm so grateful and thankful to be grounded in a space where I am being healed, where I am taking this time for my healing, and you set that intention and let the universe know that you are open to that connection, that allows that life force to come in. Obviously, there are things like mindfulness breathing that you can do and other meditative practices, but really on the most base level for someone that is looking to make that connection, it's truly a matter of setting the intention and being open to receiving that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm also something that is interested in your story is that you also in your career, I mean, you have so much experience in uh, what you're doing and, and also creating um, wh what I've understood is that you've almost created a career, a loving career out of everything that you've learned and practice and Maybe you want to share with the listeners that journey from how you, when you studied and worked and how you started to merging into what you're doing today. Absolutely. 
for me, uh, my personal journey was really looking to fulfill a career path initially. That's what I thought my call was to, you know, work and to be dedicated to an organization. I chose to, to spend my career at an institution of higher learning because I truly believe in the opportunity for individuals to be able to learn and grow. I found myself in a career and a field that would be labeled as male dominated in engineering and uh, the trades, engineering trades. However, what I realized is that this was more of a ministry than an occupation. This was an opportunity not only to light a path for other individuals who may be underrepresented in this space, but it was a way for me to bring mindfulness to something that people don't necessarily see. The people that do the work above the ceiling, behind the wall and below the floor are not the ones that are generally recognized. They're not the ones that generally have that same level of appreciation and a gratitude given to them on a day-to-day basis. My father worked as an engineer and my mother worked as an interior designer among other things in that space, they were the ones bringing functionality and beautification to spaces. So when I realized the connection there that was so prevalent, but I I didn't necessarily hone in on it initially, once I made that tie, I realized that I had the opportunity to really create a path in the work that I'm doing on the university campus, to create a path to bring in gratitude and to bring in mindfulness to the work that's being done, but also to lead the way for other individuals to step into the space should they desire, but not seeing it just as a trade, not seeing it just as a job, not seeing it just as you know a role on campus, but really being a part of the functionality that makes things work, where we support teaching and research and individuals that will truly change the world and marrying that with the work that I do on the energetic and healing level allows me to have conversations with people that generally would not be open. I feel that my ancestral ties, my spirit, and the energy that I bring into the space have allowed me to help individuals and guide them through spaces that normally would be uncomfortable and off balance. But while we're still able to get the work done, you're able to leave with a sense of gratitude and a sense of knowing that everything that you've done on that day on this in this particular area will impact and change the life of someone else that's in that space. Mm. Yeah, that's so beautiful to share that with the world and everything that you've been doing. And what is most uh, potent and, and ca- like more your focus right now in your work and in your life? My focus right now is allowing individuals to grow in their meditative practices. I'm going to be doing a seven day guided meditation series for individuals that, you know, have had meditation as a part of their daily lives for a long period of time, but also for individuals who are new to meditative practices. And I often hear people say, I don't know how to meditate. It doesn't work. I fall asleep. My mind drifts. And it's such a beautiful offering to be able to make that connection and to be able to do that meditation. So my focus right now is bringing that level of familiarity to individuals. 
we're coming out of a pandemic and, you know, there's so many things that are happening in the world, people returning to their workplaces. There's a high degree of anxiety that comes with that. Children going from the homeschooling, returning to the, to the schooling in person. There's just so much of a shift that's happening. And while a lot of people will not understand if I'm talking about retrograde or things like that. What will resonate with them is the quickening of their heartbeat, the sweating of the palms, the nervousness that they feel when they're in a situation. So I'm concentrating on allowing individuals to know that within themselves, they are their own healers and equipping them with the tools that they have to be able to heal themselves bring in mindfulness practices, and really live that 360 degrees of wellness. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's so inspiring. And I love everything that you're doing. And I, if there's anything else you want to share uh, before we close the call, and if you have anything in particular going on right now that you want to share, you can do so. Um, absolutely. You know, I just want to share that the work and the connection that we have to be able to do this and to be able to connect not only to where we are presently, but to be able to connect with things that may have happened in the past within your family, within your vortex, within your lineage is something that requires individuals to be able to heal from. I know that often in my community, mental health is something that is not generally practice as much as it should be. And if we really connect to what has happened to us ancestrally, you know, from the transatlantic slave trade to what's happening with social justice issues and things like that now, we have to realize that we need to ensure that we give our, ourselves a space for healing, that we give ourselves a space for connection because we are truly all connected. And so realizing that, allowing yourself the ability to heal from that is something that's incredibly important. So I hope that through the work that I'm doing and the work that you're doing. And as we connect as individuals on this plane, we are able to bring those healing practices in and allow individuals to heal and grow and pass that ancestral health and that ancestral wealth down to others within their vortex and within their family. Mm. Yes. Thank you so much, Mia. This is so beautiful to hear and to be able to share your work and I will share your links in the bio as well and thank you so much for taking the time today to share with the world absolutely it's been it's been my pleasure to share thank you thank you Thank you so much for listening today. And if you want to check out Mia and her work, you can find it in the show notes. All of her links are there. And if you want to join us for our Lionsgate and New Moon activation, the portal opening up in August, connecting with that cosmic energy, you can also click the link in the show notes and read more. And also learn more about Sandra, who's been working with angels and yeah, in so many beautiful ways. So check that out and let's take a deep inhalation in through the nose and exhale out through your mouth. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Shanti.